Welcome to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I would like to welcome you to my show. On this podcast, we will be talking about what it means to be a Catholic bride, how to prepare for marriage, and how to walk with your spouse towards heaven. I'm excited that you're here, and I invite you to grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's have a heart-to-heart about what it means to be a Catholic bride in today's world. everybody and welcome back to the Catholic Brides podcast. I am joined today by Emma Aulis. She lives in New York, New York's Hudson Valley with her husband Chris and their son Maximilian. Although she's a cradle Catholic, she thanks the Holy Spirit for sparking a true conversion in her late 20s. Emma works full-time from home for a New York City-based real estate firm, but her true passion is and always has been the faith, even when she didn't realize it. Emma loves devouring books, podcasts, and baking, and she recently launched a blog, The Sculptor's Wife, and plans to chronicle her experience as a Catholic wife and mom, doing her absolute best to get herself and her husband and their family into heaven. Welcome to the show, Emma. Thanks, Anne. I'm excited to talk to you today. Why don't we start with just you telling us a little bit about yourself and about your life as a Catholic bride and your story of how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I met my husband, Chris, in 2017 after a young adult mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. Um, The community, the Catholic community down there is so vibrant and wonderful. Um, And we both kind of ran in the same circles, but it wasn't, you know, and we were, we both lived in the city for like the same amount of time, but uh, it took a few years for me to actually like be introduced to him. So that's when that happened. And it was pretty much for like, that was it. Um, there was just something so different about Chris. Um, and we, we dated for eight months. We, got engaged and then we were engaged for eight months and we were married in January of 2019. We welcomed our son Maximilian in December of 2019. So it was a little crazy to be married and have a baby in the same calendar year. Um, We moved out of New York City after quarantine um, up to Poughkeepsie, New York uh, to be closer to family, my parents. and uh, have a house and a yard and just kind of leave the city life behind, although we do miss it. Um, And he's an artist. So uh, I do get questions sometimes about like, what's it like being married to an artist? Uh, It's really fun. And um, it's it's so different from, I guess, what my life was growing up. Um, And you know, that's, that's, I guess that's it. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Um, So with being married to an artist, what are some differences that you've kind of noticed in your life um, together? Because you mentioned that it was a little bit different than what you were used to growing up. So could we talk a little bit about what your life was kind of like when you're growing up and how it's different now? So there's, now this is not to rag on my parents in any way whatsoever, but my mom likes to decorate with like wreaths 
and kind of and calendars she really loves calendars there's at least two in the house um and there wasn't a lot of like art in the house like actual art um granted my my mom is a wonderful singer and and we were surrounded by a lot of good music but um in my house now we have um we have like a bust of Blessed Carl of Austria on our mantle. We have a three by two foot portrait of Chris that a, a fellow artist friend painted of him in our living room. Um, there's other statues around. We have a statue out of um, Mother Cabrini, St. Francis Cabrini uh, on a, a shelf in our living room. So there's, we, there's just more um, art and beauty like in my home now. Um, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this because she's going to take this very personally. Mm -hmm. um, but there's that. And then with Chris being an artist, um, there's, there have been things that like, I've had to kind of adjust myself to like, for example, this is this is a classic example with us. I like lists and I like planning. And for cooking, for example, uh, we, I would like to plan out like what we're gonna have for the week. And he would rather just go to the grocery store and grab a bunch of things and kind of wing it. And that stresses me out a little bit. So <laughs> it's been a little bit of a, like a adjustment there. And he's also, he's, he's such a wonderful good Catholic. He, when we first got married, he was like, let's be countercultural. Like, let's like start having kids right away. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like <laughs> we, we just got married. Like, can we like, you know, get used to living together first and seeing how that goes. And obviously, you know, we're open to life, but I wasn't trying to have a baby right away. Um, but then I was like, you know what? And we did not communicate about it very well after that because in my head, I'm like, oh, you know what? He's probably right. Like what's, what, what's stopping us? You know, let's, let's, you know, start having some kids. And um, as I said earlier, we had Max in the same calendar year. So obviously like we had a baby <laughs> pretty soon. And it's funny because after I got pregnant, he had revealed to me that he was kind of coming onto the same page as me. We're like, okay, maybe we should like you know, slow down and see what the Lord is calling us to. And it's just so funny that we both kind of switched and how, <laughs> you know what, what the Lord wants is what's going to happen. And so Max happened. Um, I guess, yes, I, I think that's sort of like talking about him, like being an artist, like with like, oh, let's just kind of go for it. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. I really liked how you mentioned or how you said that, um, whatever God wants is going to, what's going to happen. And oh, for obviously sure, yeah. with your son, <laughs> that's yeah, what he wanted. Um, it is. And it's, but it's funny because, um, after, or actually I changed. So we were married in January of 2019 and on, at the end of February, I started a new job and then I became pregnant, uh, in mid or end of March. And the job that I took, um, it ended up not being a good fit at all. And it was extremely stressful. I ended up being let go from that position while I was pregnant. Um, and during that time, it was like, you know, there was a lot of fear and uncertainty and regret, um, wondering like, 
you know, did we, did I make the wrong decisions, you know, leaving the job or like being kind of careless about the pregnancy and, you know, but at the same time, it was also a very beautiful time because we just handed it over to the Lord and we knew that, um, nothing was happening without him knowing about it. Mm-hmm. And when I was let go from the position, they offered me something else at the company. Um, and it ended up being the best thing because first job was extremely high stress and it wasn't a good fit to begin with. If I hadn't been pregnant, I would have left on my own. Um, but the new job that I took was so low stress and easy and great for my last two months of pregnancy. And then I went on maternity leave was on maternity, then COVID happened. My maternity was extended because I was furloughed. Um, And then the job that I had been in, it basically wasn't needed anymore for COVID. And so I switched to another new job in the same company and have been working from home since June of 2020. And it all has like turned out so amazingly that like in the moment, you know, over a year ago, I was kind of wondering, what are we going to do? And now I'm like, the Lord's hand was in it the whole time. Um, I'm in a job that is a much better fit for me and that I like most days. Um, And it's just amazing to see how something that seemed so rocky and terrible, which it was in the moment, it was, it was very difficult. I was really honestly like suffering quite a bit, um, during that situation at my job, but, um, it's just incredible to see how the Lord knew what was going on the whole time and had a plan. For sure. That's such a beautiful Testament to how like the Lord does take care of us and he does give us what we need when we need it, even if we don't see that in the moment. Amen. Yes. Um, so along with that, kind of along those same lines, um, like you mentioned, having a baby right away is kind of countercultural um, because some people or a lot of people do um, wait to have children. Um, but what was your experience like having a baby right away? And what advice would you give to somebody who was considering having a baby right away? Max is just the absolute light of my life. Um, I would not change anything. So for anyone who's considering having a baby right away, um, first, like, just pray about it. Um, I'm not saying like, you have to discern and go like, obviously discern, but I'm not saying you don't have, you don't have to go on a 30 day retreat before you know, for sure, if you should have a baby, (laughs) but, um, you know, talk to your spouse and, you know, just be open and, there's never going to be a perfect time in your life. Nothing will ever be, you know, the pieces will not all be falling into perfect place. And you'll say, oh, now is a good time to have a baby because there's always going to be something that comes up that says, oh, maybe we should wait a little bit longer. Um, you know, he is going to not forsake you and he'll lead you, you know, down the way that is going to make you holy. And if that means having a baby right away, then great. And if the Lord is asking you like to wait a little bit longer for whatever reason, because there are legitimate reasons to not 
have a child, um, then that's fine too. Mm, for sure. So along with, or kind of going back to um, your husband at his job, um, what is his hours like and how do you kind of balance? Because obviously I assume that being an artist is kind of a demanding field, especially when he has projects that he's working on. Um, So how do you kind of discern a balance of like working, him working and family time and kind of balancing it all out? If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And me working too. So Chris, um, I liked to tell people when we were dating and engaged that, you know, he's not what you would think of as an artist is like, Oh, waking up at 11 o'clock and like having a cigarette and reading some poetry. And then he goes and like, you know, um, he's very disciplined prior to us, uh, leaving the city. He was working, you know, a full nine to five, nine to six day in the studio, um, either, you know, whether or not he was working on a specific commission or whether he was um, working on little projects for himself or, you know, practicing withdrawing because he does that as well. Um, It's kind of like a we we have to take it week by week, month by month, because right now he doesn't have any active commissions. And he does a lot with helping with Max. So he takes Max over to my parents almost every day, like I think like Monday through Friday, except Wednesdays really. Um, and he went, I, I'm working Monday through Friday. So sometimes I can't step away from my computer if Max is home and, and Chris has to kind of step in. But we've also had to have serious conversations about where I can step in and do more because he's feeling like he doesn't get enough time to do a project he wants to do um, or spend some time drawing. So it's, it's just, we have to be mindful of uh, where we are mentally and where we're feeling like something is off balance and just having, you know, regular communication about it. Um, And as I said, like right now, he doesn't have any active commissions. He had a few this year. Um, He's been uh, working on a couple of proposals, um, but he also has recently applied for some part-time work nearby. So I love that um, he's putting our family first and, you know, we're both making sacrifices. Like, do I really want to be working? Honestly, no. But um, my job is, you know, it's the consistent job that we depend on right now and, you know, health insurance. So, um, you know, making sacrifices is part of marriage and we're both willing and able to do what we need to do for our family. For sure. So some of our listeners might also find themselves in that same kind of situation of having to work as well what do you or how do you um kind of view and balance your own work life as well um because like you mentioned you work like monday through friday so i'm assuming you have more set office hours um but some some people especially once you have kids it can be kind of draining and there can be that temptation to fall into the fa- the feeling of feeling like you're not a good mom if you're working um so what would you have to say to listeners who kind of feel like that Uh, First of all, you are a good mom uh, because you are doing everything that you can. I know just by being a mom that like we're all doing our best 
Um, and if you have to work, you have to work. And there's no shame in that. Um, I, I'm very blessed that I can work from home and yes, I'm on, I, you know, I work Monday through Friday, technically nine to six. Um, but I don't actually put in, you know, 40 hours a week, every week, which is a huge blessing. Like, again, like the Lord just really answered so many prayers. Um, I, uh, I just have to, again, like I said, like week by week, month by month. And, um, I do rely heavily on my parents, um, which is part of the reason why we moved up here. Like that was a conversation we had with them. Like, are you able to help out with, uh, Max? And, um, if you do have that support, then take advantage of it. And if not, then, you know, you just, you do what you have to do for yourself and for your family. And, um, there's really, there's no shame in having to work because your children, you know, you just have to love them and they, they understand that. So for sure. Um, so another thing that kind of caught my eye in the little thing that you filled out before we jumped on this phone call, um, was um, your new life motto that you said that you had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about that. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking at it now because I, I wrote it down and taped it in front of my desk. So it is where I am now is where the opportunity to glorify the Lord lies. And this is something that I, that the Holy Spirit really inspired. I didn't come up with this. Um, the Holy Spirit inspired during um, a recent therapy session that I was having. Um, and when I went back to work after Max, um, after my maternity, I was feeling really honestly depressed about the whole thing because I had um, a lot of negative feelings towards this company for everything that happened when I was let go, honestly fired. Like that's really the word. Um, and I just was very resentful that I was still working for this company that I viewed as, you know, having really wronged me. And I kept, I kept wanting to be, you know, released from this suffering and um, doing, uh, you know, I wanted to suffer in a different way. I wanted to suffer in like a more attractive, appealing way. If, if that's even, if, if that even <laughs> makes sense, like, you know, oh, woe is me. Like, I, I hate my job and I hate this company and, and I hate the fact that I'm working. Like, woe is me. I kind of wanted to like suffer in a different way, I guess. Mm. Um, but that's not how it works. And, um, I realized that I, I can, and I should glorify the Lord in the present moment. Like where I am now is where the opportunity to glorify the Lord lies. It's not, it's not in next year when maybe I don't have to work and I'm struggling with, uh, I don't know, something like homeschooling, Max won't be old enough, but just an example. Um, it's it's right now, the present, like I can glorify the Lord just by being where I am right now. This is where he wants me. And, um, that's, that's what I'm called to do. And once I realized that what a, 
relief it was on me. Honestly, I was like, I just so much uh, resentment kind of left. Um, I mean, it took a little while to get there, but um, just looking at every little thing that I do, not just with my job, but even in my home, um, emptying the trash in the bathroom is an opportunity to glorify the Lord when I do it out of love for my family instead of um, complaining about it, you know? Mm. I really like that a lot, especially because you said like the specific moment is where you're called to glorify God. And when I like first read that, um, when you sent it to me, I, w- I was thinking more broadly about um, like this moment in time, like this stage of life. But mm-hmm. the fact that you're nailing in on just like one specific moment, I think is really, really cool and a really different way to look at it. Um, and also the fact that like, focusing in on that specific moment instead of focusing in on what you're going to be doing next week. Because I think a lot of people have the same temptation of being like, oh, I'm going to church on Sunday or oh, I'm volunteering next week. So that's how I'm going to glorify God. Like I'm glorifying God because I'm doing all of these things, but they're like future things or pa- even past things that you exactly. Totally, um, totally. But to kind of focus in on that moment, I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what would your number one piece of advice be for a new bride? Be willing to make sacrifices joyfully, Mm -hmm. um, the big ones and the small ones, because doing it joyfully is what's going to make the difference. Anyone can make a sacrifice and it's your, it's your attitude about the sacrifice um, that is going to sanctify you and your husband. And like I mentioned earlier, uh, blessed Carl of Austria is, uh, sitting on our mantle. Um, he is famous for saying to his wife before they got married the night before their, their wedding, he said to her, now we must help each other get to heaven. And that is what we as, uh, brides and grooms are called to do for each other. Mm. That's beautiful. And just that reminder of the fact that our primary vocation is now to get our spouse to heaven and Mm -hmm. just think about what we can do to actually accomplish that mission. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the little things. It's not um, necessarily encouraging them to go to daily mass every day, but maybe it's, um, you know, something small, like having a hard conversation about, um, you know, a sore spot in your marriage or, um, you know, it doesn't have to be huge. It's just, it's going to be the little things, the little steps that we take. Mm, for sure. So as we're coming towards the end of our time, I have one more question for you that I asked yes. everybody that comes on the show. Um, what is your favorite Bible verse or passage and why? So this changes depending on the season of life I am in. Um, but right now, It is Matthew chapter six uh, at the very end when Jesus is talking about total dependence on God. And it's a, it's a long passage, but I'll just read like a couple of the parts that um, I really do love. And it's look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more important than they? I mean, we are so important to our heavenly father and we really 
have nothing to worry about if we depend on him. And Jesus later says, um, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we are just so important to our heavenly father. Like we can't even fathom and, um, just letting him take care of everything will, um, it will just, your life will be better if you give it over to him because mm. he is in control. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. If people want to find you online, Emma, where can they best do that? So I just started a blog. I have three posts and about 25 saved drafts that have not come <laughs> to fruition yet. But it's called um, The Sculptor's Wife, and the uh, website is asculptorswifeslife.wordpress.com. Um, and I, there's an email on one of the pages there if anyone wants to, to chat with me sometime. Perfect. And I'll put that in the description of this episode so that if anybody listening would like to contact Emma, you are more than free to do that um, via the show notes. Um, thank you so much, Emma, for coming on the show today. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks, Anne. It was a real pleasure and a joy. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And I will see you again on the next episode. God bless you. listening to the Catholic Brides podcast. If you enjoyed this content, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, I invite you to either message me on Instagram or send me an email at catholicbrides@gmail.com. gmail.com. I look forward to having you join me again, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much and have a wonderful and blessed day.